what, what's this dude gonna do? We don't know what's gonna happen, but we're already feeling for him. Yeah. <laughs> May the force. Force. The force. 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 The force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Each week we dive deep into two topics from the galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? I'm good. Let's dive deep into Andor Episode 6, our full review, the things we noticed, as well as what could go on in the next episode, as well as diving deep into a character study on Cyril Karn and what could happen next with his character. So, let's jump right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Last week, we made a prediction. We made a bet. A coffee bet. Coffee bet. Who would die? Who would live? And I think you made, without knowing it, you made a uh, an excellent, well-timed prediction. Both of the black guys died. Yep, they did the cliche thing, and they killed off both of them. I, I was expecting at least one of them to live. Oh, yeah. Come on, guys. Honestly, I thought they weren't going to kill off either of them, because they're that's just, I don't know, it's just so overdone, and so cliche, you know? Yeah. Like, ugh. Uh, and then the the bet we made was who was going to die. I thought that Nimic would live and Skeen would die because that would kind of play into the idea of almost like Nimic becoming more of the war-torn hero. Because, I mean, it was leading towards a little bit. I mean, there was definitely keys where it's like, yeah, he's definitely going to die. But then it was like he'd say something and be like, oh, man, he's so hopeful for this. I could see him just like his heart getting broken and him like abandoning his whole philosophical journey almost. Like I could see that part of things like completely breaking his character. Right. And but, I predicted that Skeen would live and Nimic would die. Yes. Because he's the innocent character. He mm-hmm. is this It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that's what how that happens. <laughs> Little did we know that both of them would die. Jokes on you. They would both <laughs> die and in ways you did not expect. Yes. <laughs> So we had uh, Nimic having like almost like one of the most like tragic, mm-hmm. accidental deaths yeah, we've ever seen in Star Wars. Just. He just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and died. Get crushed. He got crushed by. <laughs> L- let me pull up this take. I found this incredible tweet on <laughs> the irony with his death, and I have to share this. So this. This tweet is from James Whitbrook on Twitter. The thing about Nimic's death in Andor is that, yes, it is shocking and unjust in its accidentally mundane nature. But also, what more perfect death could there be for a space communist than literally being crushed by the oppression of capitalism in the form of imperial payroll data? Uh-huh. So good. Yep. Such a perfect overview of how he died. Literally died by the throes of capitalism. <laughs> so we have his death. Actually, uh, uh, let me roll back here. The the two middle of the road deaths were were the two the two guys that should have lived. We've got Commander Gorn was very like passing. He had some great one liners though. He did. Great. He went one-liners. out with a couple like good. Yeah, good stabs. Yeah. Uh, 
And then the one that was like so just middle of the road was uh, Tamron's death, who just he just went out of cover and then died. Like mm-hmm. he just got shot. Yeah. I saw a lot of people not realizing he died. You were one of them. Like, no, or not him. Lieutenant no, Gorn. Lieutenant Gorn. Yeah. yeah. It was like you blink and you miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they knocked out both of the both of the black guys. Yeah. And like quick succession. Yeah. I, I expect at least one of them to go. Right. I think it would have been super, super interesting to see the stormtrooper live. Because mm-hmm. I think there, I mean, we we got screwed over with Finn's story and uh, the whole like stormtrooper side of things. They definitely developed his character really well in this one, where you see a lot of Tamron's bossy nature. I guess is uh, just leadership, but in the ways of the stormtroopers. So I think that was interesting mm-hmm. that he abandoned them. So there's that side of things, but we didn't necessarily see a lot more of that after the fact because he just he just died. And then so they, they died during the heist. We see Senta be left on Aldani which I thought was a very interesting decision. Uh And I saw a few people theorizing that, yeah, she totally killed those people, those hostages. Mm. There's no way in any world that they live. They've already seen her face. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. Honestly, I didn't really put much thought about it. I was just like, oh, wow, she got out of there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I I assume that she's going to, like, just blend in with the natives. Right. Maybe. Maybe. And she's definitely staying there, it seems. I mean, she's seems pretty hardcore. Like I feel like she could really she's do anything and beast. she's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also why I feel like, yeah, she absolutely could have just killed them all and mm-hmm. yeah. I totally could see that happening. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she killed all of them. I don't think she did. Because I wanna believe that there's like this mm. side of her that like she just couldn't. But also she did also swing in and just like shoot a guy. So Yeah. yeah. I thought it, I, I loved how they treated her character. Like she is so intense and so well versed, mm-hmm. and was basically like making sure that Vel was continuing on with the mission because she was totally like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then mm-hmm. Senta's over there like, Do it. Yeah. We need to do this We're right now. Do- Get over yourself. Yeah. Like <laughs> there is no maybe. There is only yeah. We're doing we, we've it. made it this far. There's no turning back. Yeah. <laughs> so love that side of things. And then we get into kind of like the character development side of things where we see all of these stories getting tied together. We have this beautiful buildup of things. Like we have all of the pieces coming together. We have the tension of them being behind schedule. We have the tension of Senta uh, and Vel under the rock with the soldiers and outpost being somewhere where they're not supposed to be. And then you have just this, this beautiful back backdrop of the crystals slowly going across mm-hmm. the sky mm-hmm. you have the thread the sub thread with the natives you have the thread where the imperial are planning on getting rid of that entirely like they aren't going to let the natives continue their thing because they're going to tear it down and put another outpost there mm-hmm. there this is going to be from all the things that the imperial said this is going to be a big part of the empire's plan moving forward is this planet aldani I think it's really interesting how they pulled the whole like native American vibe with this. Yeah. Like it's very much like a token of that of our history mm-hmm. and just seeing that again is like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it, it makes it more real and it makes it like I don't want to say it's cliché even though it is kind of it's a little overdone. <laughs> But it's also Star Wars, and this is exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exactly what humans do. Yeah. So I actually, I really found it truly beautiful, the whole, like, when they, they would cut back um, to the yes. traditions and, like, them all singing and stuff like that. It's like, 
It's very grounded. Yeah, it's so well thought through, even though it's pretty simple. Like, they're just, I mean, the guy throws away the pelt, which Mm -hmm. is like, uh uh-huh, yeah, they're, uh uh-huh, we get that. Uh Um, But just how that all becomes, and like them crying and singing Mm -hmm. and dancing and all that, it's like, you don't have to be a great world builder to be able to pull that off. But they pulled it off so well that I feel like yes. they are great world builders. <laughs> and I just, uh, I I was really feeling that moment, like that mm-hmm. emotional connection to their world and to what oh, was yeah. happening there. Like it was truly spiritual for these people. It's like, ah, just makes you think like it's just another stab of like the Empire sucks. Just get them away. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> But also, I think they did a really good job of humanizing the Empire as well, which is very weird because you have them doing this horrible thing. They're planning. They strategically place these outposts. So they start with 500 natives, and by the time they get to the actual place, it ends up being like 50, Mm -hmm. which is all all strategic from the Empire side of things, where you have this very planned out and nefarious reasons so slowly throughout the last seven years they've been whittling down the impact that these people have and the connection they have with this temple so they can ultimately destroy it put an empire empirical base there and then have less to deal with yeah and not have the natives like actually do anything about it yeah if 500 of them were still coming they would have a serious thing on like yes battle on their hands or Mm -hmm. something but because it seems like that would be like it would definitely outnumber the amount of people that they have on that base at one time it seems right um, because it is a payroll base and i i let's let's get into that side of things too because i think what's very fascinating is the they didn't go to destroy a base or destroy people they they went with this very like visceral heady destruction where they went for the money it's of the empire wild west yeah (laughs) it is it's got like this heist western it definitely so we we were just listening to Eckhart's Ladder Eckhart's Ladder talking about how he was a little bit confused about how it was money that they were stealing instead of intelligence Mm -hmm. and I think it was totally smart of them for them to make it money instead of intelligence because it just speaks to the youth of the empire Mm -hmm. and like yeah they are definitely holding a whole storehouse of just money in this <laughs> on place. This random like, planet. It just, it's very Wild West. It's mm-hmm. very much like just the beginnings. Like we haven't yeah. thought it through to the like. Well, extent. they don't think they 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 think they are unmatched. They're right. Un- they think they are unchallenged. Yes. So they're invincible. Yeah. And this is the first thing, and it's such a hard-hitting thing mm-hmm. because it is the payroll of eighty million credits. That's a mm-hmm. lot of money in Star Wars. Yeah. 80 million credits that just go away and it's the payroll for the people in the empire who most of them are there for the money mm-hmm. like even luke was planning to join the empire in the mm-hmm. beginning so he could have one get off world and find a better life for himself right. so there's a lot of like what is f- like fueling you have the people in the empire honestly like we see with that sub thread where they're just looking for notoriety fame uh and appreciation but you're going to do it in any way possible mm-hmm. stepping over each other to get up the ladder of the, the corporation right um but then you also have this side of things where you have people that are just for the money or just so they can get out of where they were right it's like this is the biggest economy right now this is what will it is the economy yeah it period. is the economy <laughs> it is what will get you somewhere in life mm-hmm. otherwise you're just stuck doing the mundane work that we see mm-hmm. And so many of those people not being paid 
we'll start to be like, oh, gosh, no. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Right. Seriously, you want me to stand around here and try to shoot people and put my life in danger? I'm, I'm not getting paid. And I, I want to talk about the pacing as well because the pacing is just mm-hmm. so well done. It was 53 minutes. <laughs> and I kid you not, it finished. And I was like, it started like you, you start getting like, okay, they're wrapping this up. But like, I looked over to you and uh, I said, there's, there's no way that was 53 minutes. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. There's no way not, possible. Not that long. The pacing on this show was, this episode in particular, but the show as a whole is fantastic. Mm-hmm. This one was just the cream of the crop of, I had no idea that a Star Wars thing could go so well and leave me wanting so much. What did it leave you wanting? More. <laughs> I wanted to see more of that. I mean, we had the tension, we had the sub-threads, we had the human side of things with the natives, we had the interpersonal conflicts of things with the Empire, we had the interpersonal conflicts with the uh, group that we come to know and love, and we have the uh, like almost inner fight with Cassian. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really want and value these people, but I also value my life, but I also need to get out of here. But also they're doing something impactful. And and I think that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I wanted more. Yeah. And I think it's it did such a good job of tying over this this story thread, half of the show. And I think the other half is going to be this other contained story because they've set it up perfectly to have a time jump. That's true. They have. I, I guess I wasn't really expecting that. Like, I just kind of... It left me being like, wow, what's Cassian going to do now? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> what is he? <laughs> <laughs> How is he getting off this world? I mean, I guess he could just buy his way off, but I no. don't know. I don't know. Like, what? He's just going to up and leave? I, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm so... I'm... I, yeah. Need more. Mm-hmm. Need the next thing because I'm I'm totally lost. Like I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, I I before we we get, jump into like a character study on Cyril, I do want to get your thoughts on Skeen because mm-hmm. I think that was such a smart move to have him be the traitor to yeah. him be the person to he was ultimately there for himself and did a, such a good job of playing the part to where no one even realized it but they played around I, I think they did a really good job with the last episode mm. where you have Skeen confront Andor and be like yo you could you he says it in this one I know you're like me I saw it the first time I met you you're like me and that's what he thought that's why he caused such a ruckus on who you actually are Right. He wanted to make sure he wasn't the one getting thrown out in the wind because he had these ulterior motives. Mm, That's my uh, theory on it, at least. That's good. See, I didn't, I didn't see it coming at all. I like, I can see, I can see the pieces of it now in retrospective, but I had no idea. I love, love that Andor just goes and pulls the trigger on it. Yeah. Doesn't have any further discussion. Just Mm -hmm. boom. Yep. You're a rat. And what do we do with the rats? We exterminate them. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so good. Yeah. No, it was like, nope. Yep. Yeah, that was right. Do it. Good job. Good job, Cassian. Yes. Yeah. Skiing, man. I just, it was like, it felt kind of like a right hook. Like it felt like it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Just a punch to the gut. Yeah. You're like, wait. But then you're like, wait. No. Yeah. That's right. Like that. I, I didn't go back into my memory of like the past episodes, but. Just having that moment with skiing being like, yes, that would happen. Like, just allowing myself to be like, yeah, yep, I could totally see mm-hmm. this little ragtag people. <laughs> I mean, 
if people are joining the empire just for money, you think people are going to join the rebellion just for money? Like, oh, cool. I mean, maybe maybe it's fun to get another stab at someone, some big corporation <laughs> like the empire. Um, but yeah, they get to, they too, even though it's more of a risk, it's bigger stakes, you yeah. know? So it's like, yeah, someone someone would absolutely do that. And I mm-hmm. think ski fit, skiing fits the bill. Yeah. And on top of all this, I, I would really love to hear your thoughts on episode six of Andor. Where do you think he's going to go next? What is the the pieces that are going to be uh, taking effect? Do you, how long is the jump going to be? Where is he going to go with all of that money? I think that'll be a very interesting time. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Now let's jump in and talk about uh, Cyril Karn, because I think we didn't see him this entire episode, which I thought was fascinating, Mm -hmm. but a smart move because they wanted to dedicate the entire episode to this one, tying the end of the story uh, and leaving you guessing what the next one could be. Yeah. So I think that's good. We have Cyril Karn, who in the last episode had a lot more of the character development Mm -hmm. where you see him like he's dealing with PTSD, depression, a hovering mother who is trying to control his life and not really uh, respecting the choices he's made in the past or what his decisions were or his uh, tenure or stature in the empire. Frankly, she's just a control freak. Like yeah. She just seems to have this idea. know how to manipulate people mm-hmm. and him and just to know how to cut him down enough so that she remains on top and knows how to like work his life. Like It feels like Cyril decided for once in his life that he he was going to be this person in the empire mm-hmm. and that he like it really feels like this was his choice and this was what he was going to establish for himself and so for him to get cut down and like so drastically sent out like of this of what his dream was and what he had built for himself what he took true pride in and now he's back with his mom and the failure that she has always deemed him to be and now that she's back and taking care of him and Oh, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't help but feel for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Uh. I, I think that's so clear. And even from the point where she is pouring his cereal and his milk, uh-huh. cereal eating cereal. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like he doesn't even have the chance to eat his own breakfast or pour his own breakfast or like do anything. He doesn't have the chance to look for a job because he is so like he's struggling with this identity crisis of his worth was in that job and he failed drastically, got multiple people killed, demoted and kicked off of the planet that he felt like he could have a growth path toward. Mm-hmm. Ultimate failure there. And then he doesn't even have the chance to really overcome that grief that PTSD, that depression, because his mom is still like trying to orchestrate his life. Yeah, spin yeah. spin the situation, mm-hmm. make sure that she go he goes down the path that she wants him mm-hmm. to, and that is not necessarily the path that he wants to go down. Which leads to me to my theory for the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna go rogue. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately he may run into um, what's her face. The one Imperial officer that's trying to dig into a lot of details. Yeah, yeah. So this is my theory. Okay. Cyril is somehow going to either by accident or by intention find Dedra Miro, who is the Imperial lady that is trying to find something that is hidden and ultimately discover what a rebellion is and how that's going to be working. She's close. And I think somehow Cyril is going to get involved with that add his bit of information because 
Lieutenant Supervisor Super Lieutenant Supervisor Blevin is trying to stop that because it's under his supervision. So there's that side of things. And I think they're going to go rogue. And Cyril is going to be the one in the field mm-hmm. while Dedra is going to be the one working on the bureaucracy side of things and trying to get information from wherever she can find with the reports and tie things together. Ooh, yeah, I'm seeing it. I don't know. I mean, I think he's definitely going to put himself out there. Cyril, that is. Mm And he's got to. I mean, he's got his like head floating on yeah, a little yeah, yeah. thing. But I feel like he's kind of like a lost puppy right now. Yeah. Um. So I think Dedra Miro will find him. That oh, I like this. Yeah. I think that makes a lot more sense that she will find him mm-hmm. from the records of the mistake. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because the more she digs and has other people digging for her. He's got. He's got to show up. That yeah. there was this big mishap, something uh-huh. or other. There's no way to hide that, yeah. especially when you have a bunch of um, corporate ladder climbing individuals mm-hmm. that are like, "Oh yeah, did you hear about Cyril?" Blah 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 blah. Yeah. There's no way that she can't get Snoopy with uh, yeah. Supervisor <laughs> Lieutenant Supervisor Blevin. <laughs> like she's gonna somehow she's gonna dig into his stuff because he mm. seems very protective about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, just look at the name. Her name is, uh, according to IMDb, her name is Dedra Miro, and his is Lieutenant Supervisor Blevin. No last name, no first name, it's just Lieutenant Supervisor Blevin. Is that his first name? Is it the last name? Who knows? But it's just Lieutenant Supervisor Mm -hmm. Blevin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is so tied to that uh, level of office, I should say. So she's going, well, they're, they're all, well, obviously, they all know something's up because they all got sequestered into that yes. office now they're coming up what was what was it that they he told them to do they there's like say, emergency say goodbye sort of to thing. your partners significant others we are not going to leave until this is done you have to get reports ready before midnight get going don't go home don't see your family you're staying here mm-hmm. so now all of her suspicions are being proven right yes which means that she's going to either subvertly or like be given the task of mm-hmm. looking into people's records and actually having this job to be like how was this yeah because the one dude the uh the head officer guy mm-hmm. he obviously understands and almost levels with her a bit yeah because she is very talented right and he says that yeah it's like you wouldn't be here if- yeah not for what you can do mm-hmm. but stick to that because you're gonna ruffle some feathers if you're yeah so we'll see. We'll see if this is something that she just takes upon herself or if this is something that is power actually given to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could, I think she's going to take it for herself. I get that. Oh, I yeah. Think, yeah. I don't think they're going to trust her with too much. Mm-hmm. I can see that for sure. Because yeah. I think, I think Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Supervisor Blevin is going to be the main point of contact for mm-hmm. this. And, she is going to be trying to find as much information, but is getting limited by the bureaucracy of the Imperial Corporation and will ultimately go rogue in her own pathway because she is perfect. She's on the money. Mm-hmm. She sees there's a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like there is no hiding it. She mm-hmm. knows she just needs to find the information given like that's out there to prove the point. So right now it's a lot of like small attacks, which makes sense because they're trying to go under the radar. Going back to Cyril, though, I just, I'm trying to think about his future. (laughs) 
Oh, he's gonna do something drastic. <laughs> he's gonna do something drastic, and I don't think he's gonna come out at the good end of it. Like, I don't mm. think he's gonna get any credit for it. Like, I feel like his is gonna be a tragedy. Like, this life yes. is just filled with tragedy, and I think he's just. I don't see anything good coming his way. He will make great things and great mm-hmm. strides for the Empire, but he yeah. will never see the credit for it, and he mm-hmm. will never become anything. Almost like a similar path to, like, Krennic. Because mm. Krennic was very similar. Talented, uh, visionary, good at seeing where things could go, but was never given the credit of the Death Star. And it was always his stuff. I mean... You see Tarkin basically take credit for the entire thing and take it upon himself to uh, continue its effort when it was Krennic in the first place that led the whole effort and guided that. Like, that was his baby, and it was taken from him. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is going to be very similar of a, of a story path yeah. where you see Cyril have these things that he is working towards. He has an idea. The idea is right. Yeah. But he won't really either survive or get the credit that he definitely deserves for that. Yeah, he's just so justice-oriented. Yeah, he's so by the books. Uh-huh, that it's not going to serve him. Mm-hmm. That it will be his destruction in the end. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a, a big culture shift for him where he does have this point. I, I mean, he's he's plotting something. He is. He has a mission, and that mission is to get rid of Andor. Mm-hmm. Like Cassian is the target. He is the loaded gun. He just needs someone to pull the trigger. Because uh, I don't think he will. No, that'd be a lot of character growth. If we see him pull the trigger, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. If he does, I think it might backfire. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I, there's just there's nothing that I've seen him do that speaks to no he'll get somewhere in life i mean andor literally sneaks up to him on his own sneak out yeah that's pretty bad and he he is the captive no one else is (laughs) it's true it's him (gasps) it's true it's like foreshadowing Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. poor guy yeah i'm sorry cyril yeah you're not long for this world Mm -hmm. i i suspect Unless they're keeping him for season two. True. And if they do, he's just he's just going to be a mess by the end of it. I feel like. I don't, I don't <laughs> that think, dude is already a mess. Like, he's I just know, going. I really don't think they're going to kill him off this mm. season. I think he's just going to become more and more worthless. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. That's like, so sad. Yeah, I know. It's I've a tragedy. Never, oh, my gosh. This I'm feeling for like this up man. Up and down and up and down. And each down is going to be more and more horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just Until be... he becomes like this conspiracy theorist and is like in, alone in his basement <laughs> trying to like. Ugh. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd love to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see how his story yeah. goes. I think he is. We have so many great characters, but of these great characters, I think he has the most character growth and development there's going to be. You think so? I think so. Mm. In terms of like how the story is going to flesh out. I mean, he may not grow as a character right. or uh, ultimately like come to be the hero. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to move this for- the story forward in a way that we won't suspect. Yeah. Or we'll be surprised about. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, I just see all of his actions being 
based on what someone else has for him, mm-hmm. even though he feels like it's his his own doing, but everyone else will take the credit. Yes. <laughs> oh, I hate it for him. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's what makes this show so great is yep. this dude is an em- empirical officer, <laughs> but we're all so like, we're feeling for this dude yep. big time. Mm-hmm. Like he is... We don't know what's going to happen, but we're already feeling for him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be so close to where he needs to be. He's going to either be too late or too early or won't have enough power to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's just, yeah, it's going to be just all wrong for him. Mm-hmm. But. Poor guy. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get somewhere. Cyril. He'll be great. He's got it rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with that. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars Uplink. Would love to hear your thoughts on episode six of Andor. Where do you think it's going to go next? Where could it be? What's going on here? Where is Cyril going to be in the whole of things? And what's going to happen next for Andor? Where is he going to be? Where is this man? He just disappeared. Yeah. What's he going to do with all that money? I mean, he only got 30000 All that money. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh my gosh. Can't I cannot wait to see what happens next and I hope you are as excited as we are for Andor and our deep dives each week. As always, thanks for listening. Hit subscribe. Don't forget to click the notification bell if you're watching this on YouTube. Listen to us wherever you find podcasts. If you want to start the show on YouTube or finish it somewhere else, like we are all the places. Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher Play, Spotify, Wherever you can find podcasts, you can find this show. And don't forget to subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review or a rating on Spotify. Helps us a ton. As always, thanks for listening. May the Force be with you. <laughs>